welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm your host, Joe, and I am back with my husband, Lano. Hello, hello. And we wanted to come back and just catch up on some current events and things that have been going on. We also wanted to kind of give you an update on the situation we discussed a couple episodes ago um, with the doctor um, in small town Minnesota and I wanted to just give you just a brief idea of what we have going on right now and where we stand on that so yes you know right now I'm just waiting to get an EMG done right now my left arm because as of right now I still have numb patches in my wrist right now where that shooting pain that I spoke of earlier where that that pain was focused it's still numb in that area and I still have limited range in how I can move my arm where in some spots where if I make a fist and like if I try to move my wrist while making a fist aiming down I like I feel like this sharp pain in my left arm it's weird just right now that's what we're waiting on just so I can get that test done though it's been a month so it's kind of weird that I'm still waiting on it there's yeah some there's... weird stuff going on with that right now but you know yeah so it's all kind of just really complicated right now we're still trying to figure it out um he has seen our primary doctor Dr. Flats and she recommended he go in and do this EMG which will you know verify whether there's been any you know nerve damage um and it's been it's been a moment it's been a it's been a situation we actually had an opportunity to sit down and meet and talk to the CEO of the hospital um and that was a very interesting conversation a limited conversation it really didn't go very far um in terms of account accountability there really wasn't any and um he had a question a uh let's say a response for everything and um two schools of thoughts if you um it was (laughs) just very it was a lot of gaslighting and um, so we're really not sure where we stand on that and how we feel about it. So we really can't yeah, give so you any more than what right we now. are actually telling you right now. Mm-hmm. But um, we wanted to definitely let you in and let you know that we are still in the midst of this and we will definitely talk more about it when we can and no more um and that's it for now so stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) so as i always do at the beginning of every episode i like to talk a little bit about my anxiety checks of course sometimes i don't always get to that depending on what we're talking about but i think an anxiety check right now is really important and i wanted to do that because Right now, just being parent, we have so much on our mind, especially with the kids going back to school and how we feel about that. 
Um, this week, I definitely struggled a lot in the parenting department. I definitely felt like I was um, in a lot of weird, I had a lot of moments where I was, I just felt very overwhelmed and like I couldn't really, you know, get it together and and that was hard because I realized, you know, being an autism mom, having children who are on the spectrum, mm-hmm. their needs, the things that we experience just living with them, there's just so many different you know challenges that goes along with that like our kids love to make a mess like it is almost a compulsive thing for them they enjoy it they're like little tasmanian devils this is is all true and (laughs) and it and it can be really overwhelming really stressful to kind of keep any type of order organization in our home And I found myself this week really just like bouncing between their needs, trying to like, you know, clear a path (laughs) and, and, and just make it from one end of the room to the other while also dealing with work and things that I have to do during the day or even answering emails or phone calls. Um, doing things for them and just being home alone for a majority of the day with them it it was definitely a struggle it just takes a few hours with them they they don't need much time and and it's it's so overwhelming and (laughs) with (laughs) us now having this debate of whether or not our kids are ready to go back to school it, it definitely puts me in this position of like anxiety ridden of course because I'm thinking about like oh my gosh how am I going to handle being at home again and this time it'll be more intense this is just the way it's going to be for the school year and we are actually in the minority in our area for parents who want to keep their kids at home because we don't feel that it's safe um our kids are four and six so they're still very little they're kind of in the jam hands you know stage where they're always touching and have something on their hands and dealing with other kids in that situation you really can't expect them to social distance or wear a mask we can't even get our daughter to keep her nose covered when we put a mask on her mm-hmm. you know and you know and just being you know toddlers and kindergartner preschool you know they are both very much in that age range where that's all they know is just you know exploring and being in in contact with other children and that's going to be really difficult to navigate and so no we're not really comfortable with the idea of our kids going back um but it definitely made me think long and hard about what I'm doing for myself day to day to keep myself sane and to actually manage what's happening in my home and I definitely had to go back to my 
IEP meeting I had with my son's um, school and this was just a few months ago before COVID and one of the things they recommended because they deal with my son at school so they know like the needs and the intensity of you know what it takes to really help him be successful and and get through his day and so they recommended me going in and getting a case manager through social services and that was something that I didn't really know about or think about or had any information about until then and so we're actually in the process of doing that which is going to really help. Um, We will be getting a PCA. So I'll definitely be talking a little bit more about that for any parents who are out there who have kids on the spectrum. You know, if this, any of this sounds familiar, children with special needs, yeah, like definitely let us know what your coping mechanisms are like how are you keeping your house organized and cleaned are you putting padlocks on everything like we're considering are there gates everywhere like how are you handling it because it's definitely um it's been a challenge for us and it's hard to be in an area where you don't really have access to other families who you know are going through the same things so We're definitely always, you know, open to hearing from other families who are experiencing those things and going through the same things we're going through. And going back to school is, it just looks different right now. And it it is, it is something that we just kind of have to deal with um, because I am not okay with my child being an experiment and you know just part of the numbers and so we we feel very strongly that we have to protect them at all costs and my kids are not disposable um no kids are disposable so i i think that it just makes yeah i think it just makes sense right now that. that we will continue be continuing distant learning and virtual learning um and i think our kids are able to adapt a lot better than we think think they can or give them credit for and being even a mom of a special needs kid and kids i know this is going to be a long long adjustment but i think that it at least we are knowing that our kids are safe and that they're home and that we can handle that and our families are safe on top of that. So with everything that's been going on in the news, we definitely want to jump in and talk about some current events and some hot topics, but we're going to take a break and be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. We are talking about Kanye West, Mr. Kanye West himself. Yeah, Yeah, so if you have been following the news or the stories, you probably have already heard by now that Kanye West has declared that he was running for 
president um, 2020. Um, and he definitely went on to say this a few weeks ago. No one, of course, is taking this seriously. Completely too late to even try to do anything. So it's not... I actually am baffled by the, like, level of coverage that he was even getting, still is getting from the media, where they're talking about it like he's, like, seriously going to be on the ballot, which is insane, but... It's for, I feel like for people, it's a nice distraction from Corona. Though, yeah, maybe. it really is. It yeah, really is. Trump, We've got so much Trump going and on. Trump and Corona. So much Kanye. going on. Now oh, Kanye yes. had Kanye to pop his now? head up. And so he I've, recently had a campaign rally, family, quote unquote, campaign rally. Um, and he essentially was just talking to his people. And he was telling his constituency, if you will, um, just about, like, how he feels about what's going on. And he went into all these random rants of how Harriet Tubman didn't didn't free the slaves. In fact, she just had the slaves go and work for other white people. Mm -hmm. Insanity. He went ahead and spoke again about how he planned on uh, having an abortion or he wanted his wife to have an abortion with his first daughter. And... Um, and they actually, she chose to, Kim chose to like continue with the pregnancy and have North and it was like this big meltdown, but honestly it was, we can, we now know he have publicly spoken about how he has bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and we now recognize this as a manic depressive you know, he's situation. having a manic episode. Right episode, now. yes, mm-hmm. and and of course, it, it's actually I've had a lot of like, you know, struggles with this just because for sure I I definitely loved Kanye the artist. I've been a fan mm-hmm. of Kanye the artist for the a very long time, for From years the since beginning. the beginning. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and 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 honestly, I never have seen this level of like just performance and the things that he's doing and saying ever in his career up until now. Yeah, Kanye has always been bold. We've always expected Kanye to like say you know the thing that no one else will say or whatever. But like he speaks now. His mind. Like now it's at a point where it's like it's dangerous because he has a level of celebrityism, if that's even a word. And he's he's got a following and he's he influences people. He influences a lot of people and people look up to him. And it's almost like, well, where do we find the line? You know, where do we find the line of like this is a mental health issue right now and is he still responsible for what he does when he's in a manic episode later on I don't think it's fair to 
to blame Kim and just put it as a it's just a Kardashian thing because man it's it's affecting their family too they have kids yeah. I mean that girl girl's gonna have to hear about this when she gets yeah. older that, that sucks yeah it, it's does. it's it definitely very complicated because there's real people involved children involved and it it's sad it's sad to see it's sad to see the you know that this is playing out in such a public way and it's part of it's part of the episode it's part of you know going through that experience but i i definitely wish them well as a family Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day they have children we know as parents how difficult that can be while we definitely don't experience life at the level that they experience life and you know or can even relate in terms of like his mental health disorder there's Mm -hmm. so many layers to that and I think that I along with so many people just need to find ways to give him grace to be Kanye and to experience what he's going to experience and trust that when he is back to feeling like himself that he will address these things and that he will be accountable for them he he he's apologized he's apologized I feel like he's still going to always be who he's going to be I feel like he's always going to be that thinker that isn't you know in the box that isn't what the majority is he's always going to be sort of like the devil's advocate but he's certainly not Candace Owens you know and and I and I just pray that the family themselves you know find you know some stability and comfort and some you know peace right now because there's so much going on and I think just being a black man a black person right now the pressure is on it it, the 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 level of injustice the things that we're feeling that we're experiencing is so deep it's so raw um, and it's unlike triggering for him yeah it's unlike anything else and I think that that definitely probably plays a big role in what he's experiencing right now um and none of us are immune to the pressures and the you know intensity of this moment in our society none of us are immune to that so it's definitely it's part of you know learning to accept people and the different layers and complexities that comes along with them um, I know as someone who talks about being unapologetically, you know, myself, I struggled just this week thinking about, like, did I want to be open about how I felt about the school situation or how I felt about even so many moments where I've been really broken down and have had raw moments of just feeling like a bad parent or feeling like I can't handle it. Uh I've even questioned being open about that. And if I'm doing that as just a normal everyday person, I can only imagine what it's like to have like millions of people, you know, on you, following you at all times. You know what I mean? Always eyes. 
But um, you definitely said that you wanted to talk about something that is actually new for me. I don't follow the gaming world as intensely as you do. I only know about it because I'm married to a gamer. And you wanted to tell everyone yeah. a little bit about something so, uh, crazy uh, going on. Yeah, a lot of people know I've, I, I, I've been a gamer, you know, since man, practically my whole life. And I play a lot of fighting games growing up. And we've always known about the EVO tournaments. You know, some of us have actually seen a few of them. If anybody knows about them, they're the, it's a big fighting game tournament that takes place in Vegas where all the best, the best of the best show up and they, they duke it out. And it's, it's on a grand stage and there's lots of, lots of promotion, lots of, lots of just just brotherhood you know among gamers you know you, you feel it's, it's a really safe space because we're all gamers but apparently it's even the gaming world isn't immune to to that to that evil that evil that exists in the world and it wasn't until what about, about a month ago just a few weeks ago i think it was that um the ceo of evo joey Kuehler, got allegations against him for misconduct against underage 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 like gamers there and it's it's crazy because this was something that obviously no one ever really thought about well I, I feel like it's 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 been going on for a while and he's just been it, it's been done a good job of just silencing it it's just one of those things that people just brushed off to the side and only now people's voices are getting heard now that the times have changed now that people are now listening to people who have been trying to, you know, let people know that, like, hey, you know, an injustice has been done to me. And now, you know, people are being heard and it feels good now that, you know, you see that people like Sonic Fox, he's a he's one of the gamers there that actually withdrew from the Evo online tournament even before like a lot of the sponsors dropped out and you know the the company itself evo they cut all ties with him and dropped him um it's it it feels good that everyone is standing in solidarity the commentators and that's cool everybody in the gaming community they're all standing in solidarity and with these people that have been wronged and you know it's I would have been one of those people that you know if you thought to if you had a kid that would just excel in the video games and you know, a lot of people just want to send their kid to do something like that. If you hear they're good in like Fortnite, because you hear that people that play Fortnite make so much money off of it, and you see the tournaments and everything, and it's it's crazy that even then you still have to keep a good, sharp watch on your kids, on your loved ones. You know, because mm -hmm. monsters like this exist in every community, in every, every like industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, even thinking about. We get told all the time that we, our daughter is small and petite. She's about 40% smaller than most kids her age. She's four, but she looks like a two-year-old. Um, and people tell us all the time that she would be like a great gymnast. And we think about that all the time. And, and I think that it, mm. it would be a great opportunity for her. However, there's also that other part of me who thinks about, like, the things that went on with Larry Nassar and, you know, 
the things that happened and how he took advantage of all those girls for years, you know, with parents not even knowing it, you know, and things like that just like make my stomach ache. And 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 it's it's terrifying to think about like that that's the world we're raising our children in, you know what I mean? So it makes you fearful to actually um, think about those things and to even want to explore those options with your kids. Well, another thing we wanted to jump into talking about was the very abrupt, sharp turn that our lovely Cheeto in chief, <laughs> you know, has Cheeto suddenly. You know, decided <laughs> that he is a masker. He loves to wear masks. It's patriotic to wear the mask. It is yeah. not a big deal. As if we are all supposed to like pretend like the last like few weeks didn't happen where he had been vehem- vehemently like standing against the mask. It's been more than a few weeks. It's it's mm. been a lot a couple mm-hmm. months. And and it's insane because now it's suddenly patriotic and and I think that like I'd love to hear just someone because we know people where we live, unfortunately, um, where we live, people are huge Trump supporters and people are also very, you know, like they follow anything that he says like always right always finds a way to defend what he says even the indefensible they will find a way and dance there's, there's around always it. some way always to something away something and, and then when you can't oh it's just trump you know he just says some of these things but he's mm-hmm. really good he does really good great work for the country yep and right now so suddenly to hear him like do this shift i would love to hear someone's opinion who thought, oh, three, four days ago that it was insane to even, and it was, you know, it was impending on their human rights. And, About a week and, ago. <laughs> and he was saying was, this nonsense. We had protesters, dude. And, then a week later. Like, and now we're just supposed to just all go along with it. It's, <laughs> it's insane because we have to find like we have to be like more realistic about like what's actually happening we have to like just be i would love to hear him just for once in his presidency to be honest and just say like you know i I was wrong i fucked up you know yep you know I screwed up. It Fauci, happens. come I'm back. Human. It turns out I'm human. And you yeah, know? It happen. You know, yeah. it, it would be nice. You know, I'd find him a, just a bit more relatable. Just, you know. It's interesting, though. <laughs> that that brings me to my other I, topic. When he talked about he was in the Rose Garden recently. And he that was supposed to be more of a short speech that turned into, like, a... Oh, God major rally-esque speech and he he ended up having a interview with a reporter and he talked about black lives matter and all that being just 
you know, it's all just free speech. And he's talking about how, like, you know, all of it's free speech. Everyone has their right to say this and that. Um, But he even goes on when the reporter says, you know, do you... But like, what do you, how do you feel about what's been going on lately? And, you know, police, um, the police killing unarmed black men. And mm-hmm. he was like, he snapped back. Right. He was like, what a nasty question. That's his favorite uh, word. He just said that they're killing white people, too. White people, all, more, yeah, more, more white people, more white yeah. people are getting killed. And he was pissed. He was pissed about that. Such a nasty question. Yeah. And so when you hear those things, it actually just brings you back to the fact that he contradicted himself all within one sentence. At one point, he's saying that Black Lives Matter, all that, it's all free speech, that he even feels that the Confederate flag, all that is free speech. But then he turns around and he says that, it was nasty of the reporter to ask him about, you know, how you feel about police killing black people and, um, you know, the George Floyd situation, essentially. And he, he completely turned it around. He completely turned it around and made it sound as if... For the base. Mm-hmm. For he played base. to his base. But... It it brings me back to thinking of, like, why is Black Lives Matter right now, in this moment, still such, like, a debate? Why is ending racism a debate? He's putting putting things in place to try and, you know, to curb it and start to make make a difference. I I know ending it all at once is impossible right now, but... You know, like, to even just the resistance of it, though, like, Mm -hmm. right now to continually hear, you know, all lives matter when you hear black lives matter, like, when those things are still being said, it just makes you wonder, like, I feel like some people are committed. They are committed to misunderstanding the movement. They're committed to Black Lives Matter being a negative thing. They're committed to, you know, hitting you back with what about black on black crime, you know, and all those things. I think there are people who are just never going to move to that other side, no matter how much understanding you lay before them because you have to be wanting to understand. You have to have a desire to understand and empathize on some level, right? It's it's a human thing to do. It's a human thing to do. You know, speaking of Trump, I actually just got through listening to Mary Trump's Audible Um, which is a tell-all of uh, something along the lines of always too much and not enough. Let me actually get the actual title for that. Too Much and Never Enough by Mary Trump. And this is actually Donald Trump's niece. Mm -hmm. So Freddie Trump, um, which is Donald Trump's oldest brother, who died of alcoholism. And this entire tell-all 
just kind of puts in perspective the way this man's mind works and kind of just makes it make sense. I think a lot of people who don't know Donald Trump, who doesn't know, understand this person that is in the White House, this person who is saying all these things all the time, you have a really hard time trying to figure out like where did that start, what the root of that is. And that I highly recommend this book because it just gives you insight from a family member, not a distant relative, but a blood relative, a close relative, a niece who actually can tell you what that it feels like to be in that family. And she talks about that family as being malignantly dysfunctional. And I think that it's so juicy. It's so good. It, it definitely is worth it. It, I don't care who says it's trashy or tell-alls are trashy. You know, Megan McCain will fight this on The View all day. She will argue this all day because she'll say her family's been subject to this and that. But I think that this... Donald Trump is not a complicated subject. And I think that this really gives you some background and insight to like the root of that evil and before there was donald trump there was fred trump it had to come from somewhere you right? know and he was the one who orchestrated this life that he lives and this this tremendous amazing the most the greatest the best bigly you know the he, all mm-hmm. these things these very like dramatic ideas of who he is that are not ha- are not based in any kind of reality fact or like credit of any kind so it's really definitely interesting right mm-hmm. he's still kind of fighting that little boy in him so definitely check that out if you have a chance to i also f- completely forgot to uh, just talk about Naya Rivera, who is a beautiful yeah, actress that we lost. It is just so tragic and so sad. Um, Naya, I first saw Naya Rivera on Family Matters when she was like little Richie's little love interest uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was just so beautiful. And I came to know her again when a friend or a roommate actually talked me into watching Glee and I followed her through that. And I just thought she was beautiful. She was such a rare talent, a triple threat with the dancing and the singing and the acting. like. Mm-hmm. She had so much more to go and to hear after that really um, intense, you know, few days where she went missing and then she was discovered on the Lake Piru, um, which is, it's just really sad, but to know that she spent her last fighting moments saving her little boy, her four-year-old boy, um, it's just heart heart-wrenching and I just my heart goes out to the family and to her little boy you know and her um 
the father of her her son and I know that there's been so much that has gone on in the media about them but right now like that family is hurting and so just to even think about that you know right now it's all about the kindness and and being able to give them that room to grieve right now Mm So I want to thank you so much for listening in on yet another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm your host, Joe, and I will catch you again next time. Bye. everyone joe from the future here i wanted to pop back in and talk a little bit more about the whole kanye west situation um and i think the overall conversation with that is mental health and mental illness and the the various spectrums of that that there is that we we all experience on some level um and of course you know with bipolarism there is a chemical component to that a chemical imbalance of that um i think just being someone who suffers from anxiety and depression and have had ptsd there's always this level of like mania that you experienced on some level during certain certain situations in your life for me I get I think I do get stuck in the fight or flight mode which is a lot of anxiety it's a lot of always feeling like they're like you're in danger or that there's something going on or something that you can't control so your mind is kind of like frantically trying to search for answers at all times and I think one of the things that I realized after thinking about this a little bit more I actually just saw a video um, by Russell Brand and I think he's also a creative genius um, a lot like Kanye and that way and I think that there's certain things that we just don't realize people with mental health or have who have these real volatile mental challenges that really dictate how they you know navigate the world I think we tend to forget that we all have that on some level we all have that level of not really being able to control a situation and one of the things that we all do as human beings is channel that into art and music and all these you know acceptable forms of creativity but for all of us with these consciousness and with this consciousness and having minds that can go just about anywhere it's not hard to see how this situation with Kanye has led up to this I mean we've seen lots of you know examples of his bipolarism even before he was public and knew about it himself you know from the Hurricane Katrina George Bush hates black people to the uh to the actual uh Taylor Swift on stage during the MTV Music Awards and you know 
interrupting her um, while she's accepting her award. You know, all these little variances of things that have happened that we've seen publicly. And I think that we also forget like the level of pressure it must be to be a Kanye West, to be somebody who is this wildly creative, you know, pretty much limitless in his creativity where he's in this pressure cooker situation in his life he's married to a kardashian so you can only imagine the the issues that are going on with that being a father um new father i think that you know he's had his all of his kids within the last like decade so i think it's been a huge whirlwind of changes for him and i think that even as i mentioned before there is this moment that we are all living in and experiencing especially people of color black people even um especially i can only speak to my experiences but i think we're all kind of experiencing this level of pressure and this weird a combination of like social meeting your personal life that is becoming one one giant trigger for us whether that's coming from the media or coming from the people around us or having to engage in these conversations about race and even with the pandemic happening and and not really knowing you know all of the information, all of the right steps to take, you know, I don't think any of us have ever been in this position before. None of us have been in this, have experienced this in our lifetime where there's so much going on that affects you personally, um, regardless of who you are and what you do and what background you are. And and that's something that I think is really difficult. Um, I think over the last few weeks I've really made it a point to try to find my center and for a lot of people you know religion and spirituality things like that are really are really just coping mechanisms to really help us feel grounded to make us feel like we have some level of control or that no matter what we're uh, we're taken care of or that we are fine and and I think that we tend to as people we tend to walk away from that and Russell Brand was just making this point of like how we put so much emphasis on material achievements and you know these physical things that we work so hard to achieve in in our in our lifetime but we often put so little, you know, priority or importance, I'd say, on having that inner journey, that spiritual self connecting to that inner self, because we spend so much time, you know, appealing to the fact that we want to look like we have it all together to showing those things and and the material things definitely take so much more of our attention than really focusing on that inner self and that inner journey and that's something I really try so hard to 
work on and to constantly be present and conscious of like what is happening inside of me what is happening within my feelings and my thoughts and emotions um, and all these things that I'm getting from the outside world how am I processing that on the inside so I really challenge you as my listeners to definitely do so yourself and think about think about the the different levels of consciousness that we experience and the things that we do to channel those things through. For me, this is it right here, being able to have conversations about the social issues, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, where are we going, you know, all these philosophies that really can make life challenging. And for me, having anxiety and I understand the state of manicness to a very real and personal um, point because I've felt it on so many occasions where I can feel myself ramping up and not having any control over that and not feeling like I can you know, fully express that without throwing the world around me off, without being limited. And so for a Kanye who is experiencing all these things at a very rapid pace and on a very large level, it it is important that we learn to give these individuals grace. Um, I'm trying to learn to give myself grace in these moments when I don't feel like the best mom or I don't feel like the best human being because we're all trying so hard and I think that's why my spiritual life and my spiritual um just being present in my spirituality is so important to me because I need to always have that anchor that anchor of this is where I'm at this is where I feel safe and always coming back to that center self. So I think it's so important that we keep those things in mind when we're seeing these different situations happening, you know, and and me and my husband have had this conversation, of course, with uh, each other in just terms of like, what is what does this responsibility look like for someone like Kanye? Um, how do you hold yourself accountable for those things? And, and the truth is time is the only thing that can really fix all this. And there is no fixing it so much as there is to just learn to cope with it and learn to, you know, express it and carry that out in a healthy way. And so when we have these situations, even Russell said it, it's hard. It's probably, it's easier to be the one who's mad than to be the one who's the friend of or the wife of, the partner of, you know, the one who's mad. And and I think about this in terms of just when I have anxiety attacks and, you know, especially when I first started experiencing them and my husband not really understanding what's going on and and it's a very panicking situation. And, and I try to think about all those different things when I'm going through those moments because I want to always be conscious of 
how I'm affecting others and those around me. And I think that a part of us really growing as beings is to be able to have these conversations a little bit more honestly and to be open and vulnerable about them because it's not it's not easy to do this it's not easy to talk about things that you know somewhere deep inside you you feel is a weakness and I can only imagine for a Kanye West that is definitely a a very prevalent feeling that he's experiencing right now he's trying to apologize to his wife and and you know get back in her good graces but I'm sure there's a big part of that where she's realizing like well you are sick right now and I need you to be accountable I need you to be responsible and take care of it before you can come back into this situation with your children who are young and impressionable and are not ready for this stream of consciousness and so I I definitely my heart goes out to them and I and I pray that they find peace soon and that they find that happy place again um I think they're such a beautiful couple with such a beautiful family um it would be so nice to really see this level of celebrityism and all these real life issues that we all experience actually still work out where they still stay together and that that family continues to grow and evolve and have happy mom and dad together and it's not reality to say that mom and dad will always be happy because that's not just just not the way life works however I think that them finding a way around this and finding their way back to their center and each other is just such a beautiful thing and I and I pray that they find that so wanting to just give a little bit more of my two cents on that I hope you guys uh received that well and that it reached you and if you have someone in your life who does have a mental illness who or you have a mental illness understand that you are not alone there are so many people out there who are experiencing the same things and I really challenge you to normalize it in terms of speaking up about it and talking about it I try to do that for myself with anxiety all the time because I know how hard it can be to be surrounded by people who don't believe you or who don't understand and we can all you know benefit by being a little nicer and a little kinder and just being a little bit more gracious to those in our lives who do have these issues and how we can be a resource uh, and a source of comfort for them.